At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday here on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel out there in lands far away. It is my buddy, Danny Burke. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, partner. How about you? We got a uh, exciting weekend to look forward to, cruising on with Kyle Choops and some good NFL games, buddy. We're looking forward to it. Uh, yes, and as you can tell, I'm, I'm focused, I promise, uh, but throwing in a last-minute bet on one of these morning games as well. Uh, which we're about to see tip off in the ACC. I've got another one for you, too, that we we text our plays to each other before, uh, but I did just add one right before I sat down, too, for the morning slate, so we're going to have a lot of... I won't be too distracted, I promise, but we got some action here. i got to do it for you guys. You know, it's a, you do it's it for a, the show. It's all for the people. Right. It's a morning tradition unlike any other. So uh, we begin with what we're going to see here in this 9 a.m. Pacific time hour because we have quite a bit of college hoops tipping off, and uh, we'll go to the game that I am... Two of the games that I'm going to be in, uh, involved in, and I'm going to be in on two unranked teams, Danny, playing host to ranked opponents. We'll start in the big one, ACC matchup, Miami on the road against Duke. This number opens up five. It looks like it's going to close about six, some spots six and a half in favor of the Blue Devils. Reason behind the move here is going to be that Duke guard Jeremy Roach is going to be available. Now, Roach, of course, was in question, had a toe injury that looked like he was not going to be able to play, but looks like he is going to be on the floor. Roach, of course, averaging about 12 points per game for the Blue Devils. And a Blue Devils team that, while they have been pretty poor on the road and are very close to being winless on the road in ACC play, uh, have been very much a stronger home team uh, at this point this season. So got the best of the number. Expected that Roach was going to play reading between the lines. Laid five and a half here, Danny, and this thing's going to close six and a half. But an interesting matchup because Miami, you would think on the surface, you're going to go look at this and go, why is Miami on the road here catching six and a half points against a Duke team that has performed the way that they have in conference play? I don't. Th- I haven't been impressed with Miami defensively. I don't know how much you've watched of them uh, over the last few weeks as we've gotten out of football season. But the thing that has stuck out, if you look at some of the individual game defensive ratings for the Hurricanes, gave up a 114.4 to Syracuse, 112.2 last Saturday when you and I were watching that game uh, that ended up going to overtime against NC State. This has not been a team that once they've taken on adequate conference opponents, even Georgia Tech and Boston College, that has been very good on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, and I I think the biggest thing in terms of why I would be leaning toward Duke, and you alluded to it, is the home and road splits. Now, I faded Duke on the road a couple weeks ago, and they barely got by. I think it was Boston College. But you see the discrepancies in their performance when they're on their home floor versus when they're not. And conversely, with the Hurricanes, their last two road games did not go too great for them. They both resulted in losses. And that doesn't mean that's automatically going to result in the same thing in this game. But it's something that kind of aids in your 
side of wanting to back Duke, a team that has been a different beast on their home floor. And I've talked about this before. I'm not necessarily someone who itches to lay bigger spreads in basketball in general when it's such a game of runs. But I do like your side. The market seems to like your side, as you also mentioned. And when you have that ranked versus unranked and it's moving toward the unranked, a lot of times you're typically on the right side if that's what happens. But same philosophy I'll have in this spot just because it's a bigger line and I know I missed the best of the number. I'll wait to see if the Hurricanes can keep it close, which they're more than talented enough to do so, and then potentially look to hop in on a better in-game number. So uh, hopefully we get that immediately so you're not sweating it out later and then we could both be uh, looking for a good winner on the side of Duke at some point. Yeah, we're off to an early start here. 3-2 lead for Miami as they just hit a three to take that uh, one-point lead. The other thing, too, to your point, when I, when we talk about this, because obviously in, we, we've hit on this briefly, but I think it's worth bringing it up uh, one more time, which is you're right in terms of basketball being a game of runs. I think Duke, though, when you're talking about a team that up to this point this season, Danny, has been a very slow and plotting team in terms of tempo, 259th in the sure. country. They've gotten a little bit quicker in conference play uh, on the season average possession length. So I, I think it's uh, 232nd, I should say. I should finish that thought. But I, I do think that if, they're, if we're talking about the ability to hold on to a lead, it might be the case. But right now Miami uh, shooting very well from three, hits their first two shots from beyond the Arctic, 6-5 lead over Duke. But also worth noting here uh, that this total, was bet up a little bit to about uh, we'll call it 148, 148 and a half in some spots. So uh, the uh, the inclusion of Roach in this game, we get an and one opportunity for Duke now. Uh, I think is going to make this a pretty high flying affair between these two ACC clubs. The other one uh, that I did bet here is um, the owner of the nation's longest winning streak. Danny, you know who that is? Is that uh, is that Kansas? Is that who we got going on? Charleston. Charleston, Charleston. has the the, okay. uh, the nation's largest or longest winning streak at this point right now. Charleston. Oh, yeah, lost. Kansas just lost. That was yeah. dumb. My bad. <laughs> uh, it was not dumb. It was a guess. Uh, nation's longest active winning streak at 19. Charleston, if you remember, lost that game to North Carolina uh, on November 11th, my birthday. If anybody wants to write that down and you know remember as we move <laughs> forward into the year. Um, but since then, they've been on this winning streak. Charleston's been awesome. And they're going to close here as a 10.5-point favorite uh, against a conference opponent in Northeastern. I took 10 here with Northeastern because Charleston, while they continue to rip off these games left and right from a wins perspective, I think when you're looking at now the market kind of buying in a little too much onto the Cougars, that's what you're starting to see. They failed to cover uh, five. I think it's four out of the last five, five out of the last seven. The market's gotten insanely high on a team that deserves it, right? They deserve to be power-rated very highly. This is a really good club when you look at exactly what they do in terms of their offense. They're a high-flying unit. They run up and down the court, top 50 in terms of tempo, top 60 in terms of average possession length, a top 80 club in terms of offensive rating. And in the Colonial, uh, they are the best offensive team. However, we talk about power ratings and buying low and selling high. I'm going to sell high here, Dan. They've, they've mentioned, failed to cover these numbers. Northeastern hasn't been the greatest club, but when you look at some of the conference games that they have played – uh, they have actually started to get a little bit better. Their offense is fifth best in the Colonial. They're a little bit slower. They can keep this, I think, in terms of their pace. If they don't turn the ball over, which has been a really big problem for them. I think the market's just a little too high on Charleston. So took a stab with the Northeastern Hus uh, Huskies at uh, plus 10. Okay, I like it. I can't say uh, personally I delved too much what? into that game, but uh, <laughs> the thought process is strong. I will be rooting for you. But And then also just from a market standpoint, when a team kind of finally catches on, like you said, this is going to become probably one of those public darling teams where you're in a lower type of conference. You think they're just going to cruise through all their competition, and you're probably getting the best of a number from what it would be in normal circumstances. So I like your approach to it. I'll be rooting for you per usual. Uh, and the other games that we have, uh, you didn't have anything in the morning slate, right? The uh, the notable matchups that we have here today in the SEC, Ole Miss up early, 16-11 left to go in the first mm -hmm. against Arkansas, number 25 there. Uh, Arkansas in this one closed. So the, oh, boy, I opened up the wrong tab here. I'll get that for you momentarily. But uh, Arkansas here, uh, 9.5, the closing number with a total of 137.5 in an early hole here against Ole Miss. And uh, Georgetown on the road against Xavier. Xavier, of course, a uh, top 10. What are they, top 10 now at this point right now? But 16.5-point favorite, total of 157.5. Uh, this number actually got bet down from the overnight of 18.5. You're involved in college hoops today, but uh, you are not involved in any of the other morning games, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I didn't do anything with the early slate. There's some entertaining games for sure, but I think a little bit more of the exciting action and better betting opportunities comes a tad bit later in the day. Uh, the first game that I did get involved with is this Iowa State-Oklahoma State game. So, look, Iowa State's been on quite the cruise right now. I mean, 
You know, they went from being unranked to now, what, winning their last five out of six, and now they're the 12th-ranked team in the country. Mm -hmm. And I don't really see this as kind of a slipping spot for them. I think they're going to get ready. They still have that chip-on-the-shoulder type of mentality coming from the unranked position to now having some pedigree. I think they'll live up to that hype. Uh, they've been great against unranked teams this season, 10-1. and one. And the big thing, too, is their defense, right? They're allowing just 58.5 points per game. Uh, they're top 10 nationally, and they lead the Big 12 in that remark. Now, Oklahoma State also has a pretty good defense themselves, about 62 points per contest. Second in the conference is where they rank defensively, but offensively is where their crutch is, is where they really struggle. I think Iowa State is going to be able to have constant offensive production, kill them in spurts while, while simultaneously still implementing that tough defense. And even though it may be a more difficult road environment, I think Iowa State has a slight advantage, and I think we're getting a good price with them here. And look, I got minus 110, just a straight pick and price on the money line. And if they lose, you know what? So be it. Good for you, Oklahoma State, for overcoming what I consider a better Iowa State team. But I think the market is a little bit afraid to go fully in on Iowa State right now into what I don't want to call it a trap game necessarily, but just in a game where you're seeing college basketball a lot where, oh, it's a team who's had this momentum as of late, but this is going to be a tricky road spot for him in conference. I think Iowa State can stand the test, and I think you're getting a great price on them. Uh, I'm not going to argue. I like this Iowa State team. Uh, and uh, having, uh, I guess, been graced, been blessed uh, to um, see up close what T.J. Altsberger can do as a head coach. Uh, he was out here sure. for a short amount of time as head coach at UNLV. Uh, dude knows what he's doing. He, he's been a fantastic coach all the way back to uh, his time in South Dakota State. And what they've been able to do defensively uh, with these, uh, with the ability to force turnovers, get out in transition and do what they do, it's been very impressive to watch Iowa State. And uh, one of the better Big 12 matchups on the board here today. The other one, uh, you mentioned Kansas earlier when we were talking about it. This one is going to tip off in about an hour, so we'll see where this number ends up closing. Uh, but a fascinating game because both teams, Kansas and TCU, uh, coming off of losses, right? Kansas, last time we saw them, as you mentioned, fell in a very big emotional spot in overtime to Kansas State. TCU, meanwhile, has lost three out of four, but to some really good competition. That Iowa State team that you mentioned, a one-possession game at home. They followed that up with a road game against Texas that they dropped by four points. Sandwiched in between there is a win over Kansas State. Man, the Big 12 is just a slog, man, for a lot of these teams. It's such a good conference. And then after losing to West Virginia, you have to go on the road and take on Kansas. From a situational standpoint, uh, it does not seem like the best spot here for TCU taken on Kansas. Uh, market right now, if you're looking at it, as you see the number there, 7.5 in favor of Kansas. This was the overnight line, a 7.5. We really haven't seen anything budge on this number. It would seem like there's one with good two-way action. But situationally, Danny, like I didn't really have much on this game, but I will say like situations, scheduling spots, they are so much more important in college hoops uh, and yeah. in college in general, and it does not seem like the best spot for TCU given what they've been through over the last four games. You're right, and you look at it from Kansas, too, coming off off of that emotional, crazy loss during yep. the middle of the week. How do they respond? How are they going to bounce back against a TCU team that themselves, as you mentioned, is not the best scheduling spot? But I had nothing in this game. I, I think it'll be fascinating to watch. But the fact that the market hasn't nudged one way whatsoever gives me kind of trepidation on both sides. And I would probably lean a little bit more towards TCU than Kansas just because, again, higher spread. But if you do like Kansas, market hasn't moved. Wait for that in gaming. All right. Well, it is live at Saturday. We do have NFL playoff games later today. So when we come back, let's start to dive in on these bad boys and see where we're at. Everybody's got a teaser in their pocket, and it's the same one. We'll discuss that strategy and more when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VSAN's experts have you covered. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99 and get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VSAN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better. That includes everything we offer. Pro tools, pro picks, pro tips, along with our 24-7 video channel. Pro subscribers also receive VEASAN betting guides previewing major sports and events. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. Become part of the sports betting network. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So I'm trying to find this Charleston game so I can watch it. Um, it's on something called Flow Hoops. No W, of course. Um they're asking for $12.50 a month. I don't know about that. I guess we'll just watch this through the app. It's all right. They're, uh, what are we at right now? I think it's a 16-8 lead for Charleston here early in this matchup. So uh, let's give you some updates very quickly before we get to what is happening in the National Football League later today. Uh, first off, a back-and-forth affair to begin. Miami has taken their lead over Duke, the Blue Devils trying to find some consistency in conference play. 17-15, a high-scoring affair, only about 13 minutes left to go in the first half. So uh, this one, as we mentioned, the total got bet up pre-flop, and it looks to be the uh, right move there. So again, a 17-15 lead for Miami. In-game update, Duke down to a 2.5-point favorite. So Dandy, to your point, looking for a better number in-game. Here you go, 2.5 with a total of 163.5. And And, um, let's say a notable update for now. Uh, Charleston up to an uh, 18-8 lead right now and a 15.5-point favorite in-game with a total of 153.5 in Arkansas trailing. Remember, they were a big favorite pre-flop. 15-10, 13-15 left to go in the first half. So with that, I mentioned the teaser that everybody and their mother has. Well, that would be when uh, Kansas City was an 8.5-point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, of course, we know that Philadelphia floating around that 7.5-point range uh, throughout a vast majority of this week and uh, now starting to eke up a little bit up to eight in a few spots, um, quite a few spots, I should say. It's across the board now. So I'll, I'll give the floor to you, Danny. I did not partake in the teaser that I figured everybody would be on, and that has been the case here. Uh, but you are in on this teaser. Oh, yeah. So we'll w- walk us through uh, the thought process here, outside of the obvious, right? Get, getting this, getting two key numbers down uh, through two, uh, excuse me, getting two numbers down through two key numbers of seven and three. Yeah, look, it was the obvious play to make for a lot of people, myself included, Matt Humans, Mike Palm of the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Podcast. We were all on it. We're joking because it's, you're right. I mean, everybody is going to be on it, but it sets up perfectly for a Kansas City team. You only need them to win by three with a team being Kansas City that has struggled to cover numbers all year because the market deems them as being as high of a favorite as we see them right now. And Time and time again, they've proven they're not really capable of covering those large numbers. But when you look at their matchup against Jacksonville, not only did they already take care of business against them this season, I understand it's a different Jacksonville team. It's a different Chiefs team. I realize all that. But look, Jacksonville still has one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. They were 30th against the pass according to DVOA, heading into the postseason. And what they did against the Chargers was remarkable. It was the most Chargers thing of all time. But credit where credit is due to Trevor Lawrence for bouncing back, to the defense for stopping the Chargers, to Doug Peterson for making all those adjustments. But 
it reminds me almost, JVT, of the Minneapolis miracle in a game where Minnesota won where you thought they were dead in the water, right? And they go the next week, I think it's to Philly, and they get absolutely stomped out. It's such an emotional high for somewhat of an inexperienced team in the postseason that it's really hard to replicate that against the big boys the next week, especially a Kansas City team that has been here year after year. They had their bye week. They're at home with a solid home field advantage and an offense that probably isn't going to get stagnant like you saw with the Chargers. Again, Kansas City's defense certainly has their issues, and they'll probably allow Jacksonville to get some reps in there in the first half to make it close, but that's why you add a little bit of cushion with Kansas City because at the end they have enough talent to get you to that spot to win by at least a field goal. So that's what sets up nicely for the Chiefs. And then the other leg of it, JVT, um, you know, I was debating even choosing a different team than the Eagles because Philadelphia does have their concerns with their injuries going against a division opponent. Dable clearly showing himself as one of the best coaches out there remaining in the postseason, probably wins coach of the year. But, you know, the Eagles played the Giants in a normal type of game earlier when they won 48 to 22. I, I get how ugly and grotesque it was in week 18, but that was such a unique and just odd setup. And yes, the Eagles had to win, but they probably went in there with a complacent mindset knowing they were going up against the reserves of the Giants. And if you're looking at this Giants team and saying, man, but Daniel Jones looked great, let's not forget two of his best games in his career have come against the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. This was always going to be a concern with them heading into the season, and that loomed large this past weekend. That's why the Giants and Daniel Jones actually looked pretty competent offensively. And not that Dable hasn't schemed with them and made that occur, but going against the Eagles, who have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL, is going to be a completely different animal. Now, Saquon Barkley may have a good ground effort because Philly does have a pretty poor or about slightly below average run defense. So that may be something that comes into effect at the beginning stages. Then I think Philly will make those adjustments. They'll be able to contain. But because the numbers kind of get large, because it was over the key number of seven, and you may still have some concerns about Hurts and his injury, have the cushion there, tease them down, give them the one and a half. At least that's what I did when they were seven and a half point favorites and pretty much just have them win the game, which on paper, talent wise, you know, they're so much better than the Giants. And again, you talk about inexperienced teams. It was awesome. Good for you to win on the road against Minnesota in a really tough environment. Back and forth game. Now you're going with a team who needed that rest and will be ready to go. Large number, make it a little bit easier on yourself. That's the way to do it with both the Chiefs and the Eagles. So let, let's bring this back to Jacksonville and Kansas City. Jacksonville, too, is noted in our, uh, our rundown this year. Jacksonville, 8-5 and five outright, and ATS is an underdog this season, tied for the most underdog wins in a single season in the Super Bowl era. Jacksonville's been uh, pretty live. And I, I think there's a general sense, and I think I get this, too, is that I, I think we see these teams play in the wild card round, and we get an overvalued sense of, how good they really are, right? And mm -hmm. so this ties into Jacksonville. So I did not tease down Kansas City. I, I actually think that Kansas City, because I agree with your point, right? And it's hard to disagree. Kansas City, from an ATS standpoint this year, has been a, a very overvalued team. We have seen them go into spots like Houston, spots where they should roll and really scuffle and have to win an overtime or the Denver matchup. Like, we can go down the list yeah. of the games in which Kansas City has failed to live up to expectations, and you see the number there, 6-10, and 6-10-1 uh, ATS this season. Having said that, I think when you're looking at this matchup with Jacksonville, there's a few things that work in their favor to the point where I didn't lay it. I thought Circa offered something unique, which was you know winning margin. Kansas City to win by seven to ten points uh, was at six to one here at Circa, so it's something I bet here personally. Right again, you're talking about a winning margin that's right around the number, opened eight and a half, up to nine and a half, maybe he's going to close ten. Um, but I think that when you talk about a couple of things that Jacksonville is going to struggle with, first off, this has been pointed out by many people in that game against the, Can the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. What uh, Jacksonville really struggled with, Danny, is their wide receivers, I mean, they were just getting beat up on the line of scrimmage. There's a big reason sure. why that they weren't able to get any offense going in that first half and why there were so many interceptions. And Kansas City can play that kind of style. It's not like they have lockdown corners, but they can go up to the line of scrimmage. They can jam these guys up. They can really – an offense that is predicated on timing, this Jacksonville Jaguars offense, right? Short passes, quick, get it out of your hand. I mean, I've brought it up here before. One of the lowest times to throw in the National Football League is Trevor Lawrence because it's all about timing and getting the ball out. And if those wide receivers are getting jammed at the line of scrimmage, which I think you're going to see a lot of again here today, that's going to be a problem for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars once again. You mentioned the, what was going on with this uh, defense for Jacksonville. I think they're very solid up front. 
not going to matter against a Kansas City Chiefs team that's not trying to establish the run. Uh, I, I think that this might be the spot now where Kansas City is going to come in and start to look like the team we expected them to be. I think offensively they have enough to get after Jacksonville secondary, which has been very shaky, unless you get like the uber-strong Josh Allen right and uh, Walker game where they're just getting after uh, Patrick Mahomes and containing him, which I don't think is going to be the case because he can get the ball out quick enough. I just think everything keep for me keeps coming up Kansas City where I, I didn't want to mess around with teasing it. Also, I, I think Philly's a little bit weaker, and I didn't want to tease that down. I, I think there is a shot that they do lose that game outright. I think Kansas City is in a pretty good spot here, and that's why I went with the, the little bit of a more exotic route, winning margin by 7 to 10 points. Yeah, I like and Look, 6 to one's a solid price, and you're right there. Just have them win by 10, which would be them covering 9 in the hook right now, and obviously you're home free if that comes to fruition, but I, I like the approach to it. And I think, too, you know, I hinted on it, but then, of course, you expounded on it. A lot of times people fall into these recency bias traps especially with wild card weekend because it's so much more highlighted with only a handful of games happening and they're happening individually. We can have recency bias during the regular season. It happens all the time, but it's just expanded so much more when it's the playoffs. Like, you know, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, everybody's loving them once again because they beat kind of a, let's put it <laughs> blankly, like a mediocre Bucks team that showed us they were that way all year. And then maybe the same thing could be applied with Jacksonville, but that took so much for them to overcome the Chargers in their first playoff game with that unit. Now you got to go to Arrowhead, completely different class of competition. Yeah, but uh, having said that, I don't think that's the case for the New York Giants. We'll tell you why when we come back. Uh, and it is a matchup of two teams to talk about overvalued and undervalued and where the market sees them. This is a team that covered 77.8% of their games up to this point. That is the New York Giants, and they're catching eight now against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll hit on that and much more when we return here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Hey, make sure if you're a VSIN subscriber to check out everything we have to offer, and that includes our betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving every game over at DraftKings, betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match said public opinion. Check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN's here to make you smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Uh, we were just talking about this off the air. Danny, what would you set the price at of me going to what is now the crypt, crypto.com arena, telling Dylan Brooks, F you, uh, and being able to continue to watch the game because that's exactly what Sh uh, Shannon Sharp got to do last night. Yeah, I think it'd be off the board because it'd be a guarantee that uh, you would be kicked <laughs> off out of the game. So uh, I, I don't think you'd be able to stay unless you're secretly friends with some of the Lakers. Uh, I'm also not – I know that you think this, but I'm not as physically imposing as Shannon Sharp. I know a lot of people say that I am, <laughs> uh, but really I'm not. I'm a teddy bear, so I wouldn't really do anything uh, uh, like that in any way, shape, or form. And I wouldn't be able to stand my own anyway. Uh, glass jaw, you know. I've gotten to some scraps, but um, – I don't want to get into that history. That's old John Von Tobel. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick, quick update with what's going on uh, in hoops right now. First off, Duke and Miami were trending in the right direction. Can we just say? Sure. These morning games in college hoops for Live Bet Saturday, they've been a lot of fun to sweat out. We're on a good start right now. First off, in the game that is over on flowhoops.com that we cannot watch, Charleston, the Cougars, on the road against Northeastern. Uh, Northeastern has clawed their way back into this one. It was 18-8. It is now 21-18. Northeastern trailing, 8-14 left to go in the first. And then we go over to the ACC where let's go. That's starting to extend here. The Duke Blue Devils up 29-24 over Miami. 6-51 left to go in the first half. As you mentioned, look, Duke is not like by any stretch a, an incredible defensive team. Uh, but Miami, you think that's going to be one of the things that holds them back here if there is, you know, a, they're going to be a tournament team. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but what fails them ultimately in the big picture, I think, will be this defense, and that is showing up in a big way on the road here against the Blue Devils. 29-24, 6.51 left to go in the first. Duke back up to the pre-flop number of 6.5 with some altered juice, so not exactly the same number as you're laying minus 125 if you want to get in on the Blue Devils. And uh, the last update here, last two, uh, because these are both ranked teams, so worth noting, Xavier up 29-24 over Georgetown, 7.31 left to go in the first, and 7.10 left to go in the first between Arkansas and Ole Miss. That is a 21-all tie. Notable for both of those games because both of those teams obviously ranked, taking on unranked opponents, and also massive favorites 
uh, coming into this game for each team. So we'll see if either squad, Ole Miss or Georgetown, can pull off the upset, but some tight contests for two teams that are ranked and heavily favored in their matchups this morning. So let's talk a little bit about Philadelphia and New York. This number now consensus-wise, eight in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. The total at this point right now, we'll call 48. It is across the board painted 48. This thing opened up 47. Uh, one spot, the spot that we're familiar with, the South Point at 8.5. No altered juice at the South Point. So if you want to go down there, if you're in Vegas, you, gotta, you get to lay 110. There's no minus 120 or anything over there at the tip of the strip. So I mentioned going out that I, I think that this is one where the Giants might be, after having said, Danny, that we tend to overvalue performances in Wild Card Weekend, that the Giants are the team out of all of the ones that had really good performances and pulled their respective upsets, right, and got to this round, um, I think the Giants are the most legitimate. And when I say that, I mean it from a sense of, like, an undervalued team. You have two teams right here, Danny, that have been really overvalued by the betting market, or one of them, and the other has been undervalued, right? The Giants come into this game 14-4 and against the spread in the 18 games, both regular and the one postseason, uh, games that they have played right now. The market has not had a good read for how adequate – this New York Giants team is this season. On the other end, not only are the Eagles 8-9 and nine against the spread for the season, they have failed to cover seven out of their last nine games. They failed to cover their last four consistently. And when you look at like the last game of the regular season, you're that worried? No, I think you hit it on the head, right? It was a team that needed to get in, get a win, and get out. And it didn't really matter. That was just one of those situations where if you're betting against them, like I did, it was one of those where it's just, and the market's overvaluing the situation here for Philly. Having said that, This is a Giants team that I think can run the ball with really good efficiency. Brian Dable is an incredible offensive mind. We know that one of the weaker, or the weaknesses, we'll say, of the Philadelphia Eagles is the ability to stop the run and keep teams off the field. Go back to, of course, what was it? The uh, Washington Commanders and their game plan on that Monday night uh, where they played them and that laid a a simple blueprint, not the exact blueprint, but what you want to see against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Giants can do that. Daniel Jones has been playing some of his best football of his career in this offense as he has gotten more used to it, and they are using his athleticism more and more. Dare I say you have a two-headed monster with your running game for the New York Giants. Now, I do think that defensively, I don't know if they have a lot for Philadelphia. Uh, One of the changes is that Adoree Jackson, who did not play, I think, in either matchup for sure, he was not on the field for the blowout, uh, should be out there for New York, so that changes because it's a solid coverage corner that should help the back end of your defense. I just think this is one where... And the market's been sleeping on New York all season long. Now we're sitting at eight here. Why would I think any different for a team that has some schematic advantages they could use to stay inside a number like this? I, I completely get it. And I wouldn't talk anybody out of taking the points with the Giants. You know, I tease down Philadelphia because I'm not incredibly confident in them covering that number. And as he kind of mentioned, I mean, are there that many reasons that you should be based on just raw talent versus raw talent? But that talent that we've seen from Philly a lot of it's either banged up or hasn't been playing up to those expectations in the latter half of the regular season going into the playoffs. Uh, you're right. I mean, look, Dable gives them a chance in any game, and it's kind of crazy to say that about a coach, especially a first-year coach and with a guy who has Daniel Jones as their quarterback, but that's been the truth, and that's why they were able to scheme and win against the Minnesota Vikings on the road. And I wouldn't necessarily apply, kind of like you also mentioned, I mean, it's a completely different game how Jacksonville came back from 27 nothing down to win. Like, that falls into the category of riding an emotional wave, playing with house money. The Giants were a legit competitor against the Vikings. That's just a solid, gritty, tough win. And will it affect them this week? Maybe, but realistically, not as much as it would and be applied to like it was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh, with the Giants, too, I, I think the biggest thing is, can you get Jones and Saquon to be consistent the whole game? And can Philly make adjustments to contain that at some point? I feel like at some capacity in this game, maybe in the second half, they will. And that's what will give them the slight edge to giving them the win. Now, again, that doesn't necessarily mean they cover. It's just them getting the outright win. But they actually did limit Daniel Jones in the ground effort. I think it was like 26 rushing yards, but I think he maybe only had four rush attempts in the game he did play against Philly. And also, again, we're not taking everything there and thinking it's going to be replicable for this spot. It's just something to keep in the back of your mind. But what was really impressive to JBT last week is that Daniel Jones was so great on his feet, they really didn't utilize Saquon Barkley or they didn't need to. Like, yeah, Saquon had that huge run to get a touchdown but in the second half he had like less than four rush attempts I think he had like maybe 10 for the entire game 
This has been a guy who's been the main source of their offense the entirety of the season, but now that the doors are slowly creaking open for Daniel Jones, that, allow, that allows you to expand your offense, and that's what's made Dable in this offense look even better, and it helps that you're able to expose that against a terrible defense in Minnesota. So I think they will be able to do that to a certain extent against Philly because you have the familiarity. They have a pretty poor run defense. But when it comes down to it, and if they're going to be able to contain that and force Daniel Jones to throw, that's when it's like, all right, is this guy actually taking those steps forward, or did he get the benefit of playing against a lackluster defense in Minnesota? And I think that's going to be fascinating to find out, not only for this game, but just really for the future of Daniel Jones. I mean, shoot, he might have played his way into a new contract extension based on what he did with Minnesota, but... Uh, if he can keep it competitive against the Eagles here, I think he solidifies it. I don't know if I were a Giants fan, if I would still want to invest in Daniel Jones. But, hey, I'm not that close to this situation. Dable is he knows who the guy needs to be or who he wants to be. And if Daniel Jones can prove it in this game, I'm sure he's earned the spot. But he's going to have to work for it against a really good pass defense. The, uh, the other aspect of this that we should mention, too, um, which I think does play a, a factor, I, is Jalen Hurts healthy? Because sure. you, you look at week 18, and I like I don't think there's any question about this, Danny. The, the Eagles didn't want to play Jalen Hurts in that game. They were hoping that that Gardner Minshew was going to be able to grab one of the two starts that he had going into yeah. that last week so they could play him again and they could rest Jalen Hurts all the way up into this game. We saw him, in, and look, again, the game plan, the concept was get in, get a win, and get out. Still, in the first game back where you hear quotes afterwards that he was in pain throughout the game, we're talking about a PFF passing grade of 44.4, multiple turnover-worthy plays, doesn't throw a touchdown. You've had a week off, which is, of course, very big, and you get to move on to the next round, you get a week to heal. But that's the other aspect of this that I think would worry you from Philly's standpoint, especially with the market driving this up to eight. Like, is Jalen Hurts 100% healthy in a matchup like this? And when you talk about running the ball in that Giants game as well for Jalen Hurts, he ran the ball five times, but for 13 yards at 1.4 yeah. per attempt again. This is just about, is Hurts fully healthy? Because if he's not, and they're not going to use him as a runner the way that they have all season long, that limits this offense. Yeah, they're in trouble at that point because up front, you know, you got Thibodeau and company who can hold their own for the most part. I mean, look, Dalvin Cook had some good... What's that? Uh, Tom Thibodeau? Is that... <laughs> yeah, Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, they're putting him out there, strapping him up. <laughs> but look, like Dalvin Cook had some good runs in the first half, but then they kind of straight away from that because they wanted to keep passing. But look, if they can't get that run game established right away and Hurts is a little bit banged up, yeah, that's when the trouble starts to set in and panic mode could happen for the uh, Eagles and that's when it starts to get real. We'll get back to uh, the National Football League, of course, all throughout the show. When we come back, though, Michael Calabrese is going to join us next. Action Network betting analyst, talk a little college hoops later in the day because it's a pretty good Saturday even with the football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs of any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $25. Log into your account. Download the app. Sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg in your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Awards issued is now withdrawable free bets. Website credit free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. A 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right, let's welcome in Michael Calabrese. Nice enough to give us some time today. Action Network betting analyst, talk some college hoops. Uh, Michael, it's good to talk to you. I wanted to start with these games that are underway right now. We were talking about this a, a little bit off the air, uh, but we've got two matchups between two heavily favored teams here, Arkansas uh, up against Ole Miss. They're only up by one here with 245 left to go in the first, and uh, Xavier finding themselves in a scrap here at home against Georgetown. They're up by four with about 90 seconds left in the first half. Any in-game opportunities you think to jump on for either one of these games? Xavier, if he can get close, you know, 10-11 on the live number, I think there's value. They have so much offensive punch, the inside-outside game between Fremantle and Boom. I think there's an opportunity for them to run away in the second half. Georgetown's been playing better, but I just don't think that they have the horses necessarily to, to keep up in the second half. That opening number of 17.5 seemed a little bit rich for a Xavier team coming off a loss. I know that DePaul on paper looked like, you know, and also ran the Big East, but now that they're healthy, I can make an argument that they weren't a top-five team, top-four in the Big East when they have everybody going at uh, at full strength. The Arkansas game, I think, is the one that I have circled, though. I liked Ole Miss, you know, before the game started. And I, I think they're just kind of coasting on this reputation that was built up when they had Nick Smith Jr. in the lineup because they're just not as dynamic and consistent. They go through these scoring lulls without him. Anthony Black is a great uh, creator at the point guard position, but they're clearly missing that volume scoring on the wing. And for that reason, I think Ole Miss is going to hang around this whole game. If you can still get them north of six points on the live number, I think that's a good spot to hop in and grab the Rebels. All right, Michael, let's look forward to some of the action coming up a little bit later in the day. One of the premier matchups naturally going to be with Arizona and UCLA. Uh, close to a pick but it does look like some of the movement has trended toward Arizona. Why do you think this may be? What would give the Wildcats the advantage in this game and have the market moving their way? Yeah, I agree with the market on this one. Arizona, this is a, a buy low opportunity on one of the best offenses in the entire country. You look at Ken Palm adjusted offensive efficiency, they're ninth. They score 88 points per game at the McHale Center. And just in general, when you look at advanced metrics from shot quality, they're due for positive regression shooting the ball from deep. And I think when you pair that with how good they can be on the inside with Tubelis and Balo, I think that they can dominate this game if they get Adem Bona in foul trouble. This this big a freshman has been a defensive stopper for them, but he's picked up four fouls in three of his last four games. And if he has to go to the bench or play limited minutes, you know, sub 25 minutes, I think Arizona is going to eat them alive in the paints. And for that reason, I like the Wildcats all the way up to minus six on the alternate line. This was a game that opened, as you said, with UCLA minus one. And it's crept all the way back to Arizona laying two in this game. I still think there's value on the Wildcats. I think this is a get right moment for a team that you can make a strong argument. They're one of probably. 10, 12 teams in the entire country who could win the national championship if everything goes right for them. Let's go to a real basketball conference, the Mountain West. Uh, Colorado State on the road. No, I love the Mountain West. I love Mountain West hoops. Uh, Colorado State on the road here against Wyoming. I, I find this interesting because situationally, um, Michael, this is this is a Colorado State team that comes in on the back of three consecutive overtime games. Uh, one of them a wild finish out here at the Thomas and Mack Center. Now they get to take on a very disappointing Wyoming team that's down to 162nd in the country in Ken Palm rankings. Uh, but the three straight overtime games, um, not enough to shake you off here on the road for the uh, slight road favorite. 
I think you could make a strong argument that Colorado State's right on the cusp of turning it around. They have a great win earlier in the season playing St. Mary's, who's eighth in Ken Palm, winning that game outright. And then they take San Diego State to overtime as well. So their, their high-end play is clearly top three, four in the Mountain West. That's not what their record is at this point, but I do think they'll get it together. Isaiah Stevens is one of the best point guards in the entire country, three 0.66 assist to turnover ratio, and he's approaching the the holy grail of shooting, which is the 50-40-90 club. So he's somebody who can carry them offensively. And generally speaking, I like to stay away from games at altitude. There's not a higher venue in terms of altitude in the entire country than the Dome of Doom mm-hmm. playing there in Laramie. But they have just not been the same team without Graham E.K. this year. He's on the shelf indefinitely. And Maldonado is a game-time decision coming off of an illness. If they don't have him, I think this is a runaway for Colorado, Colorado State, I should say. But if they if he is able to play, I still think this is off by uh, four points. Uh, Colorado right. State is just much better. And you look at Wyoming, this is basically white flag time. They're 5 13 on the year. Uh, really quickly, I know we're having some technical issues. Ellie, do you want to reset with Michael? Want to call him back? All right, we're, Michael, we're, if you can hear, if you can hear me, uh, we're going to call you back real quick and reconnect and then get some technical issues. And I will say, uh, I think I would agree with him, Danny, on uh, everything he's saying about Isaiah Stevens. Uh, for those who have not watched him, Stevens is absolutely tremendous. Uh, and we can make you can make the argument that Stevens actually gives up the ball too much. This kid's a tremendous scorer. He has the seventh best individual assist rate in the country, according to Ken Palm, assisting on thirty seven point five percent of his teammates' made shots. The kid's incredible. I just wonder from a scheduling standpoint what it means for Colorado State to go to Wyoming and play the Cowboys. But, Michael, I was going to say, I was going to share this great adage. I think it was an old one about Tarkanian playing up in Laramie uh, that he would say, oh, don't worry about it. You're playing indoors, so the altitude shouldn't bother us. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point, I also like to look at the track record of the head coach. I'm glad yep. they brought up Tarkanian because Colorado State has proven in the last four meetings, they've won three of those four outright in Laramie, and the fourth one that they ended up losing went to overtime last year. So you eventually get used to the altitude, you get used to the planning, and you know maybe going a little bit deeper in your bench. So I do like Colorado State a lot in this spot, and I, I think also in terms of the home court advantage, it's been accounted for to a certain degree, and you look at the pokes this year, it's Vegas's job to make them competitive, even though they're five and thirteen straight up. They're five eleven and one against the closing number, so they just have not been even close to staying competitive in Mountain West play at this point. Their season's essentially over, so I do think it's a white flag moment for the folks. All right, Michael. So obviously, there's a huge slate of games today. It's always kind of nice to hear people's perspectives when they look at lower level type of matchups, such as oh, Towson, level. who's getting some love in the market. Uh, up to a double-digit favorite, my friend. You are invested in this game. Tell us what you like in that matchup that a lot of people may not have circled. So I love the fighting Amy Schumers. The Towson Tigers are one of the best trend teams in the entire country over the last two years. They're covering 71% of the time on the road. And in modern college basketball, it is difficult to be consistent on the road. You saw it in the top 25 this week. So many teams in the top 10 dropping games outright. Towson really does a great job because of one factor, and it's that they can rebound the basketball on the offensive glass. And that allows them to weather those shooting lulls, games where they shoot, you know, 39%. They can still win those games up against an Elon team that is just in free fall. They can't shoot at all, and they get crushed on the offensive glass. They're deep in the 300s in terms of defensive rebounding percentage. So when I look at the Tigers here, I actually have this Towson minus 15. They just proved earlier in this week they went to North Carolina a and who's a lot better in the CAA, and they won by double digits there as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Towson is the team to play here, and I just love these non-public teams because, honestly, there should be some inflation for how well they've played on the road in the last two years, but it's currently not there. For those who are wondering, he did say the fighting Amy Schumer's. Uh, Amy Schumer did uh, go to Towson. So if you did not miss here uh, what Michael had to say in that thing. All right, hey, before we get you out of here, last couple of minutes, anything else on the board that you wanted to uh, point out for any of our viewers that uh, you either have uh, on your radar that you're going to play waiting for a certain number or that you're just most interested in? I want to see how Kansas opens up against TCU because this Kansas team, through no fault of their own, they're not a top two team in the country. I don't think they're a top five team in the country because they're so dependent on Jalen Wilson not only being a volume scorer, but basically being a double-double machine. And if he doesn't play at that level, I think they're susceptible against 
I mean, this is the deepest Big 12 we've probably ever seen. Probably seven or eight teams in the Big 12 could beat them if everything goes right. TCU is a quality team. Seven, I think, is too rich. But I want to see the first, you know, five to ten minutes of this game and probably hop in on a live number. Fog Allen has my respect. Obviously, they get a boost playing there. But with both teams coming off a loss, I think they'll both be sharp and focused in this one. So I'm probably going to play the Horned Frogs, you know, plus the points. If it can bubble up closer to nine or ten, I think there's way too much value to miss out on the Horned Frogs. Follow them on Twitter at East Breeze, B-R-E-E-S-E. Michael Calabrese, Action Network betting analyst. Michael, always good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Yep, you got it. So, by the way, don't sleep on this. You talk about lower-level hoops, Danny. It's a great day of West Coast Conference hoops. Santa Clara-St. Mary's going to be an awesome matchup later today. It's at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I know, head-to-head. But you can, if you've got two screens, you know, if you come here to Circa or anywhere else, you can watch both matchups at the same time. BYU-San Francisco. Eh, we won't talk about Gonzaga and Pacific. doesn't look like a lot of fun. But still, it's a good day. Don't talk about lower-level hoops. You disappoint me. All right, My second bad. hour. Hey, I'm making it up for you. I'm riding Duke with you. I live bet them. So oh, here we go. All right, it's out. halftime. We'll give you go. an update on those scores and more when we come back for the second hour of a live bet Saturday here on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.